Hey everyone, welcome to Danny Talks About, your podcast within a podcast for people who like podcasts. You can have podcasts when there's no podcast. I'm Danny, the only host of Danny Talks About, until we find a, another Danny who might be able to take over. And uh, I'm uh, this is just a my time where Caleb and I's schedule hasn't gotten together, so I dropped something in the middle of the nobody fat nobody special feed so that you can still be quasi entertained or um you know maybe another person in the car that you're driving along ignoring most of what i say but uh today i have a very fun thing that i wasn't sure i was going to talk about or not and then it did really well on netflix uh i so i was scrolling through netflix just in a kind of a strange clicking through type of manner uh trying to pick out a good thing to find because i need background a noise and at the top it said you might enjoy this particular um a, a kind of tv program and it is a uh a korean show called squid game and i was like all right all bite seems kind of interesting and so i turned it on now before we get started because i am talking about squid game today before we get started uh squid game is a tv program or a oh gosh what's the phrase they used limited run um, uh, kind of a s- series on Netflix that is quickly on its way to becoming number one across the platform, which is a weird way to say it's very popular, but still not at the top. But okay. But just before we get started, a couple of things there. First, this is not a children's show, certainly not a Christian show. Uh, and that's a text. So. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, it's not a Christian program. It is far from a Christian program. And just because I'm talking about it doesn't I mean that I'm endorsing all the content in it. Uh, it is it is bloody. <laughs> There's a few killings that do occur and a little bit of sexual content. And uh, I don't remember if there's a lot of language. I think so. I block that out most of the time anyway. Actually, I have a funny story that growing up, I uh, enjoyed The Goonies. That was a movie that uh, I taped off of of tv in the 90s so as it came time to uh to go get a either a movie or a dvd for the student group that i was a youth volunteer to to play i got the goonies dvd now i'd never gone through the goonies on dvd or the original kind of version so i picked this up and thought this will be fine that movie is way different i found out that this it was because during that time goonies uh, made it as PG because they didn't have PG-13. Uh, do it again, it would definitely be PG-13 again because, wow, Chunk swears a lot. Anyway, Squid Game. Squid Game is TVMA, uh, and definitely TVMA. There's cursing, there's a little bit of sexual content, and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of violence. And I mean a lot of violence. So just because I'm talking about it doesn't mean that I'm endorsing all the things in it. But the premise is basically this. This is a survival drama limited series based out of Korea and the protagonist Seong Ji-hun I'm butchering that sorry uh, is down on his luck and by that I mean he gambles a lot and he owes a lot of money to a lot of people that are weird and creepy Um, so to to you know to any person that's down and has gambling debts and all these things he does the most reasonable thing that he can think of he steals his grandma's credit card to bet on horses and to his credit he gets a little bit of money in that 
and does pretty good that day. But through kind of a series of happenstance, um, instead of being able to spend the money to buy to buy his daughter a birthday presents, uh, he gets mugged and then um, beat up by his uh, uh, bookies. That they they they're prepared to be paid at any given point. So. To kick a dying horse, um, he also finds out that his daughter and the mom and the mom's new husband are, are moving to America, and and there isn't anything that this guy's able to do to stop it because he hasn't been able to prove that he can be a good father, and so he has to prove that he's able to s- s- support her as his as her father, but this is hard to do when you have no money. Enter the strange man on the subway who gives him a, an option to join this game. And that if he's able to win this game, there can be lots of money that comes out of it in the process. And so he agrees. And so as any person that, that is, um, is, is joining a game given to him by a random stranger on the subway, uh, he calls the number, they tell him the place to meet up, and they gas him until he ends up on a strange island with 456 other people who are all competing to this prize. They're told if they play the game and make it to the end, they're going to get a lot of money. I think it's like $5 million in American currency or in Korean currency which i don't remember the name of it's it's about 45 billion something and so the first game after they all agree is red light green light and and all the rules are very clear as this big giant robot turns it turns its back and says green light you can go as fast as you can but as the robot says red light and turns back and Anyone caught moving will be eliminated. And so the first person goes on out. They're all going out, and the first person saying, like, it's a robot, and I'll just be out. So he tries, and then bang, and he falls dead. After everything is done, people start to panic. 200 people are shot and killed, and that is the point that they know that these games are little more than the thing they think they are. I heard a person on the internet describe it as uh, if Fall Guy was an actual game that people played, and then I can't get that out of my head because that one seems fairly accurate. That as they start off, there's there's a good amount of people, 456, and they're trying to get it down to one person that gets the whole amount of money. And so throughout this thing, there's a bunch of twists and turns, a lot of drama that happens, do they do they keep going through the games? Do they do this? They make friends. They make enemies. They make allies. They trust them. They don't trust them. And everything gets really, really confusing and convoluted along the way. But the bigger point in this is that they figure out what's important to them. And and, and uh, these are the kind of stories that I actually kind of enjoy in a strange uh, manner. That, that they tug on this idea of things we would never do until the circumstances are in the place that I'm interested in doing them. It's an ethics problem. Do I do the thing to uh, go ahead because benefits me or do I stop and care about other people? Do I keep going through these games even though a lot of people are going to die because I could be the winner or do I stop and understand that even though I, I don't get any of the prize money, 
other people aren't going to die because of it. And so these games, the Squid Game, um, which is actually a Korean childish uh, childhood game, not childish, I apologize. It's also childish, whatever, not important. Um, <laughs> they, they're, It's this ethical quandary of what do I do? Do I do things to benefit me or do I do things to benefit people as a whole? And if people get 456 people who are all in debt, down, don't have anything to do, it's going to get a, a bit a messy. These type of ethical games, and I know I've talked about this in the past also, games closer to like F- Fallout, Skyrim, um, Dishonored, these kinds of games that give a choice of how are you going to behave in this kind of circumstance are always very fascinating to me. Because it it gives this idea of of a of a trial that's crazy and it's insane. This is not an actual thing that anybody could ever do or actually get away with doing. Because that, after all things are done, they're trying to essentially murder four hundred and fifty five people, and that's insane. But if I'm in that case, wh- what do I do? You know, as people are pressed up against the the notion of they're either going to live or they're going to die, it changes the way they handle things, and and it demonstrates the madness that comes out of greed and the ethical struggle of trying to do the correct thing in in a very terrible, terrible kind of circumstance. Now, for many of us, uh, we're not going to face anything close to this ever. Thank God. Because a lot of these games are ruthless and hard, and well, they're not hard; they're kids' games. But there's something about a kids' game that has a a, a detrimental effect that's kind of terrifying. But that doesn't I mean that none of us are going to experience any difficulties or any trials that come up. In fact, James chapter one verses two through four, as James is 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 talking, he comes out straight ahead and says. Um, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, because you know that the the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be complete, lacking in nothing. As James is talking, he's actually talking about kind of of, of this idea that it's not that trials produce our faith, but they do demonstrate it. And that as as trials come up, it's an it's an opportunity to demonstrate what I actually believe. Uh, James tells them straight out the gate, count it joy, which is a really difficult thing to do during the midst of a really terrible kind of a circumstance to say, I'm counting this as joy. I'm putting this in the joy column. If I had a joy column and a poop column, this goes in the joy column. And that's counterintuitive to most of us. Most of us during difficult times, we don't count it as joy and try and complain through it and get really dejected and all kinds of things. James is saying though, don't do this. Instead, view this as a, an opportunity to demonstrate the glory and grace of God to people that are going through a really difficult uh, uh, kind of a circumstance. Because we know the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. Anybody can have good faith through easy times. But it's until I go through the difficult times that I'm able to understand where my faith actually is. 
you know, to me, I've, I've kind of talked about this in a few different manners as the default kind of decision. In any case, if there's a, a, a decision between A or B and being a neutral isn't an option, you have to pick the default decision. And so if I start off, if, if my default stance is to start off in A, then to choose to do B, I have to a move over to it. But if I'm going to choose A, all I have to do is be passive and stand still. This is the default choice is if I do nothing and make no choice, what is my choice going to be made automatic? And this idea of a default kind of decision is is actually closer to a, a worldview. That the way I view the the world in its entirety is going to be the default that I interpret things through. Uh, to us as Christians, uh, this idea of what is our default then is is tied to to who do I think God is and what do I think Christ is doing in all of this. If I understand that God is king over all things, and he is a sovereign king who doesn't quit or back down, then it changes my default choice to be in that. If I n- know it's m- more important to care about others, then it's going to change the decisions I m- m- make in the process. If I know that God gave me grace and I can extend that to others, then I treat them in a manner that I'm wanting to be treated because Christ did that first. And in Squid Game, uh, it all it tends to do is to demonstrate the, the type of default decision that people make and choose to make as they're growing as people and as characters. As they come up against these terrible choices that they need to make of, in some cases, choosing which people are going to die you start to get a feel to who these characters are and why they're making these decisions. And for a lot of it, it's heartbreaking. There's actually, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give away the character names, one, because I'm really bad at pronouncing them, and two, because it's a, oddly a fantastic show. Not that I'm promoting it, you need to make that decision for yourself. But there's a character that makes the decision to, uh, to sacrifice herself for another character. And in... And in doing this, it's an act of grace and and an act of caring about another person because they understood that this person, they have a chance and they have a future and they're going to do better than them. And although difficult, they died to themselves so that the other person could live. But then there are other characters that they only seek their own good. And although they prosper at first, they're bullies, they they um, start fights, they end fights, they kill people, even not in a game, because they're trying to get ahead. It demonstrated their true character by putting them under the stress that's needed. And so, as, and so back to James, by testing of our faith, it produces steadfastness. Uh, as I'm as I'm being toughened up, you, or 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 practicing sports, or trying to refine a metal, if if I'm just standing still, I can claim, yeah, I'm doing good, I'm growing. But but the the demonstration of that occurs in the stress. You know, for me, 
one of the big things I've had to think through, especially over the last couple of days, is as I'm stressed, what is the first thing I go to? Do I go to God in prayer or or do I go to other things? Do I try and spend time and 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 stop and slow down and put and and take an intentional time of focusing on God? Or do I power through and try and do things by my own ability and my own working? One of these is a better choice, and the other is a struggle, and also a struggle, to be honest. As people grow, there's this idea that I can grow in the in the uh, middle of the trial, though. Now, all all the trial does is produce steadfastness in either direction. And if I'm claiming to have faith but can't get through the trial, then I need to go back to the gospel to understand my faith. As it comes down to it, f- f- faith, the Greek term uh, is actually pistis or pistuo, uh, to, uh, to believe or to have faith. And it, it's this kind of a notion of, it's not just that I think a thing, it's not gnoso, it's not n- n- knowledge that I think this thing, but it's it's uh, an understanding sometimes can, despite not having the knowledge that l- leads a person to action. It's not that I just think this thing, it's that I also do this thing. And if I'm claiming that Christ is the most important thing to me, then when that gets pushed and pressured, the, the decision becomes very easy. If I'm f- faced up to an ethical choice of I can either choose to m- murder a person and get $5 million, or I can choose to not and die, then if I'm if I'm trying to be honest and be be obedient to Christ, then I know the answer. It's to do nothing and die instead of <laughs> a murder another person. Now, I'm also not trying to say that this is particularly easy. It's not. This is difficult because there's every ounce of our flesh that craves this, that craves this kind of, uh, kind of a self-promotion of, of us so that I'm glorified above the others. I was actually just teaching the kids about... Um, the Tower of Babel, actually. And most people think that the Tower of Babel, they built it so they could get to heaven, which I guess kind of I see how you could get that. But that's not actually the thing the text says. Uh, the text actually brings up they are building this big, massive tower. And I always pictured it as just really tall. But all the pictures and archaeological evidence of this say like, no, it's a big honker. It's because if it's going to go tall, it's got to go wide. And so um, that they they were trying to do this to build a name f- f- for themselves. It's not that they're trying to uh, kind of sneak into heaven as if they could do that by building a big tower and God said, nope, can't get in that way, but that they're trying to be glorified among all the nations. And God said, no, there's only w- one person that is able to be glorified, and that's me. And so God confused their ability to speak to each other, to grow, and to prosper. He said, no. Only one person can be glorified, and that is me. Because it is only God that's able to be glorified. Uh, but our instinct is still to pursue that own kind of selfish and self-glorification that occurs. To the people in Squid Game, their instinct is to keep playing while watching over 400 people die and say there's nothing 
wrong in this because it's not as if I actually killed them. And for most of them, they didn't. They just didn't do the game well. Um, but they stop and say, it's like, well, I didn't actually do it. but So therefore, I didn't actually kill them. So I can keep going. In actuality, though, you're still a part of it. And that's just the selfish drive that's being expressed. Now, again, we're probably not going to be involved in a game system that tends to kill the loser. But we are going to be in competitive jobs and offices and interpersonal relationships. And I have to ask that question, am I doing this to my own glory? Or am I trying to glorify God by building up each other? Am I growing at the expense of others? Or am I willing to take the back so that others can be glorified instead? Am I putting others in danger or threatening another person's existence by uh, trying to step on them in order to get ahead? You know, this it was a big part of the Wolf of Wall Street, a movie that most people missed the message of. They saw the life of Leonardo DiCaprio and said, yeah, that, I want that. In, in actuality, the whole thing is just a... Um, a cautionary tale to not be that guy. That guy was a miserable man who stepped on people to get ahead and he did terrible things in the process. And if I can get through that and say, that, I want that, then maybe I've missed the point of the whole thing in general. But to us, are we striving to put other people ahead and die to ourselves? One of the hardest parts of following Christ meant that I had to crucify the self and to do it daily. That my needs, my desires, and those, they need to take a back seat because of of our connection to the body. Now granted, there are going to be times I need to go through things and I need to struggle. And I need to find people to struggle with that hold me up and that all all of us can go together. But still... There are, there are those times that it is, frankly speaking, difficult because I w- want to promote me. There, the, a few of kind of the stressors that I've gone through, I, I've determined I could best handle them if I um, w- was a selfish jerk. <laughs> um, I mean, crime is a big kind of a manner. People steal n- not because they think well, well, it's because they, they people steal because of a jealousy that's in them that they think they deserve the thing the other person has, even if they haven't earned it themselves. And so they steal, they take. And all this is is chaos. This is chaos that mo- moves us off of the image of God, away from the gospel, and glorifies us and just us. And it's no way to function in squid game if people functioned in this manner they would die very quickly they may get ahead for a bit but in the end 455 people died but the whole time as they made it from game to game to game they thought they'd be that one person And there's even a few twists and turns there that kind of lead you to believe that there was some major character growth that occurred in the process. One of the big questions it asks throughout the whole thing is, are people greedy? And the answer, to be honest, was kind of a mix. 
There are those that they died greedy. They died pursuing the money. It was dangled in front of them. It was tempting. And it was a trial. And they gave in. They lied, killed, stealed, and cheated in order to get ahead. Because that money just came off as so appealing. But to others, they found a thing greater than money. They found a thing that was greater than 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 paying their bills and all that. They found this intrinsic thing inside of them that that allowed them to move past it. Even if it was a willingness to give up all the money, they still found a way past it. And although they never stated this explicit, I think it was love. The most powerful thing out there is love. And scripture tells us in 1 John, God is love. And in him there is no darkness at all. To all the things out there that may be appealing, they will never truly be able to satisfy other than the never-ending love of God. Money runs out. I buy things. They grow old. They break. They rust. Greed will never actually truly be satisfied and there'll be a, a desire for more and more and more and more until that desire overtakes us and kills us. But the never-ending love of God will never run out and always deliver. And so during times of trial, it isn't to kind of pull back and say, okay, I'm going to power my way through this and trust in me and glorify my name but instead to take the time and stop and say, I am going to trust God, that God be glorified in all things. I'm going to do my best to, to follow him with heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, and I'm going to follow him with all that I have. And in that, God will be glorified, good or bad. Even if I live or die, God will be glorified still. When that's our attitude, I think we become untouchable. As these people fought for money during the times that people stopped being motivated by the money is the moment the game stopped having their power. They knew they couldn't make them do these terrible things and instead they needed to find another manner to motivate them. But for the Christian, if I understand that my motivation isn't to earn the love of God, but because I already have it, then none of the other influences can have an effect on me. I'm able to count it joy anytime I experience trials of many kinds, because I know the testing of my faith produces steadfastness. I know that by going through the storm, I'm able to understand that God is bigger than the actual storm. I'm able to understand that even though things may get difficult, that God is still is, is still in the storm and on the other side of it. And I know that being going through the trial produces this perfection in a person that they may not be l- 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 lacking anything. By n- knowing that God is as m- much in the storm as he is in the calm, then I understand that God is in all places and I can trust him at all times. So Squid Game. All in all, I loved it. Uh, I watched it. I watched all of it very quickly. I couldn't stop. It was very compelling. 
Um, it is dubbed, and I appreciate that because I don't speak a word of Korean. Uh, and subtitles, I also kept those on. But um, if it, so, content. Be cautious of that. This isn't a thing for kids. If your kid paying attention to this, you might want to skip this one. There's plenty of other stuff out there. Go play Fall Guys. Uh, that's no, that I don't like that game. Anyway, <laughs> it's a fine game. I just don't like it. Um, but do check mom and dad before you just turn it on because it's pretty jacked up. Um, but for all of us who are trying to follow God, please, please take a moment to stop and think. All right, what is my default decision? When things get difficult, where do I go first? And am I trusting God or trusting in me? Well, we want to hear from you all those questions and any other questions that you might have, either for me or for Caleb and I. Probably the best place to do that is to go to thegospeloutpost.com slash nobody special. Uh, Danny talks about it as a podcast in a podcast, and that podcast is Nobody Special, which is usually two generations of people trying to find God in pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking anything too seriously. Um, Caleb has a busy schedule. I think one or two more weeks, and then he'll be back, and we will be able to explain the busy schedule. Um, Some of you already know, but others, guess in the... No, don't do that. Don't guess in the comments. Just be patient. Uh, so if we want to hear from you though, any of the answer to, to those questions or any questions that you might have is there's a form, there's a form at no, the slash nobody special. And also be sure and check out our social media on Facebook and Instagram at nobody special podcast. And also the gospel outpost. I don't remember what our social media handle is on either of those. My bad. <laughs> but other than that, um, Caleb and I appreciate all the times people tune into this weird, dumb show and talk about weird, dumb things and have a lot of weird, dumb time doing it. So uh, thank you, everyone who tunes in, who shares the show and is is a part of this. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for me today. This has been Danny Talks About, episode number five, Squid Games. <laughs>